Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Herman Cain and depend on this whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Uh, uh, Ed, I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did you say you wanted to see a body? Yeah, that's right. Just uh, roll her old bones on over here and I'll, you know, that school <laughs> policy. No. Show and a good Monday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 1107, 7 after 11. The Mark Aram Show heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight at News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. On this movie Monday, we're going to hear from legendary actor William Hurt next half hour. Please remind me to play that, Longoria, at 11.36. Okay. William Hurt next half hour. On this movie Monday, we're discussing three topics. You heard the uh, little sound clip there from Longoria, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's death. Did it, did that movie impact you guys as much as it did me growing up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, it was... Yeah, it was on all the time. It was one of the movies yeah. I could sit down and watch with my parents. It's a staple of childhood. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to do everything he did. Exactly. Coolest guy ever was Ferris Bueller. Uh, so we're talking about coolest people in movie history. Matthew Broderick, the star of that movie, that was his signature role. He will never be anything else but Matthew Broderick to me. So asking the coolest uh, person in movie history and uh, name an actor and give me their signature role. Also, I want to mix uh, campaign 2016 into this in case you missed Jennifer Griffey's news at the bottom of the hour. Breaking news today out of Ted Cruz camp. Ted Cruz announced here in Las Vegas that he has fired his communications director. This morning. I asked for Rick Tyler's resignation. The move came one day after Tyler posted a video that falsely depicted Marco Rubio dismissing the Bible. We are not a campaign that is going to question the faith of another candidate. The incident highlights the growing tensions between the Cruz and Rubio campaigns as each candidate tries to emerge as the main challenger to Donald Trump. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Las Vegas. So low down, dirty move by the communications director for the cruise camp, putting out, of all things, a video that has, uh, that, a false video that had Rubio dismissing uh, the Bible. Um, low down, dirty moments in movie history. I like the one with Fredo Corleone, Michael Kills His Brother, the end of um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That's a good one. Other low down, dirty moves in movie history. Very simple. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uber Joey joins us on the show. How are you, Joey? What's good? You, sir, you. Um, I had a movie that came to mind. It's, it's an oldie but a goodie, and all the actors pretty much suck, but the Goonies. <laughs> okay. As as yeah. as what? What, what? what qualifications does that fit in? Well, you remember Sloth, uh, that 
old creepy lady and the two brothers um, had sloth, and then sloth uh, Correct. turned. Sloth off. loves chunk. Yeah, yes, yes, sloth loves chunk. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the movie that comes to mind. We, there, tr- we tried to get Buford to do the uh, truffle shuffle. But he, I mean, he refused to do it. Buford would not. I told do you it. I'd do it for ten grand. Hey, let me ask you a question, Joey. Um, yeah. That horrible story about that Uber driver out in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, was that is that the buzz today with the Uber drivers? That's the buzz. Every store I've been into that knows I'm an Uber guy, they're yeah. like, uh, "How's your day going?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm sane." So yeah, uh, isn't that crazy? Did you hear about this story, guys? I did. I heard about it when I came in today. I didn't so the hear guy about it this weekend. That was nuts. killed six people this weekend. Yeah, and he was an Uber driver. And again, I love Uber. I love Uber Joey, the, the listener on oh, the yeah. phone right now. There's no reflection on Uber. This guy was just insane. He would kill people and then go pick someone up, take them to a restaurant, go kill someone else. He was just randomly, randomly. But he wasn't killing his passengers, right? He was just no, no. He was no. just killing other random people. So yeah. that that doesn't violate the Uber rules. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, and what the funny thing is, I was in Connecticut this weekend with my dad, and that story comes up. And uh, one of the guys that the Uber driver killed was at a Cracker Barrel, and my dad's like, "I'm never going to Cracker Barrel again." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, Dad, what? That's nothing to do with Cracker Barrel. Come on." How could, you know, yeah, so that's a crazy story. Be safe out there, Joey. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can't, you Did know. you see the guy's mugshot? Yeah, I did. He looks like he could be Ross Harris's dad. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the yes. hot car guy? Yeah. That could be his dad. Very Really creepy yep. similarity. Yeah, there. There was, it, was, it was very, that, that story sucks so bad. Uh, Kyle's in Athens. Kyle, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, uh, I got a two for one here. Uh, um, I'm saying Val Kilmer is Doc Holliday in Tombstone. That's his signature role, and he was ultra cool. I, I think I agree with half of that. Doc Holliday was uber cool in Tombstone, but I think he, Val Kilmer's signature role was Jim Morrison Batman? in The Doors. Oh. Not Batman. <laughs> Jim Morrison in The Doors, to me, will always be his signature role. It was a bigger role. Um but as far as the coolness is concerned, no one was cooler than Doc Holliday. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Doc. To me, it's a concept. I mean, with the westerns, I love westerns, but as far as cool and westerns, it's like Doc Holliday and Clint Eastwood as the man with no name, mm. or in that trilogy, or as the outlaw goes as well. Yeah, I mean, that, he was just ultra cool. Too. That's a good one. Here's here's how cool Val Kilmer was as Doc Holliday, as far as I'm concerned. Stayed up all night. Drinking, smoking, and playing poker, had the hot French girlfriend, and was the quickest draw in the West. And was dying. Yeah, I mean, he, I had, mean, he, he did had, all that while he was dying. He had the black lung, yeah, whatever that <laughs> yeah, was. I mean, you know, TB was a tuberculosis. I think so. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, but I think Val Kilmer's signature role is is Jim Morrison in The Doors. Tony's up next on the program. Hello, Tony. Priest, gentlemen, nice to have the family all back together again after we got uh, Low T. Chuck off of the road. Low Tizzle, back in the house. Yes, very nice. Well, let's see. Uh, signature role. Um, I'm going to go a little off the grid here. A signature role for me, for Robert De Niro, despite all of his fame in Godfather, would have to be either Taxi Driver or Deer Hunter. Not Raging Bull. I thought you were going to go Raging Bull on me. Uh, 
he was pretty awesome, but if you really dive back into uh, the early parts of his career, this is really where he uh, made his chops and was able to uh, get to where he got to. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. De Niro's signature role. I, immediately, I thought of Taxi Driver. The younger generation, though, sadly, do you know what they think of his signature role? What? Probably uh, the father. M- meet the Fockers. Yeah, Meet the Fockers. Meet yeah, the Fockers. So. I'm going to go Taxi Driver, I think. And then uh, as far as uh, coolest guy, now this guy, he's been in a gazillion movies, Jack Nicholson. But I think that the coolest uh, Jack Nicholson uh, figure that he ever played was when he was in A Few Good Men. <laughs> as the ordering the Code Red? Uh, not just that, but... I don't know. He didn't stay cool on the stand. He lost his on mind the, on the stand. On the stand, <laughs> I mean, he, he was like... You know, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, he he lost it a little bit at the end there. Uh, I liked his character in As Good As It Gets. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good character. Where he'd go to he he'd go to a restaurant. You ever see anyone do that? Go to a restaurant and bring their own silverware? <laughs> no. They don't trust that. I'm dying to see that happen. I want to start doing that. Yeah, I'm dying to see like no, no, no. I got my own silverware. No, I got my own silverware. Yeah, I'm a little freaky. <laughs> Leave me alone. Craig's in Snellville. Craig, you're on the Mark Aram show. Good evening, guys. Hey, Craigie. Okay, um, the coolest guy in the movies for me was Steve McQueen. And his signature role could have been any one of a number of them, but I think he was coolest in The Magnificent Seven, although his role in um, uh, The Great Escape comes to mind as well. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as, uh, oh, and Bullet, of course. Yes. Um, And then the down, dirty, double-cross, The Score. With Edward Norton and oh, Robert De Niro. And uh, Marlon and, Brando. Uh, Marlon, Marlon Brando, Brando was in that. movie, yeah. That was yeah, a good was movie. A... That was a double cross. <laughs> that was that was a quadruple cross. Yeah, it was. I mean, Edward Norton worms his way into the uh, customs thing and yeah. double crosses them. He double crosses Robert De Niro. And then Robert De Niro double crosses him. him. Yeah. <laughs> that, I'll tell you what, that might have been the weirdest character that Marlon Brando ever played. Yeah. He was, he was yeah, a little. That or the Isle of Dr. Moreau. Do you ever see that? Oh, that was a hot garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a freaky. Uh, someone was, was hot garbage. Someone was making decisions for Marlon Brando at the end of his life. Yeah. It wasn't him. I just don't think he cared. <laughs> th- yeah, I think was uh, like his nephew was like, yeah, he'll take that role. <laughs> How much does it pay? Yeah, he'll take that role. Jason's in Hampton. Jason, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey. Hey, Jason. Hey, How are y'all doing today? What's going on, brother? Oh, just sitting there working. But uh, I think the coolest character that I ever had was watching on the movies was uh, Sean Connery, and everybody's going to say 007, but I think he was uh, even better in The Untouchables. That was a cool role. As the also, uh, as uh, the grizzled Irish cop next exactly. to Kevin Costner. Exactly. And also in uh, playing the uh, Spaniard in uh, Highlander. Oh, yes, Absolutely. He was awesome, but I think the the worst low down dirty cross was with in the uh, Goodfellas when they were going to make Joe Pesci, and they took him to the house and and popped him in the back of the head. Exactly. And then Robert, De- oh maybe that's Robert De Niro's signature role, Goodfellas. 
I think so. Maybe, maybe it for was, our generation. Yeah, I, I think for people, taxi drivers a little taxi too Taxi drivers old. a little. That was that's that's Joe Pesci's signature role, right? Yeah. That oh, or yeah, yeah. my cousin Vinny. Those are the those. Yeah, are the I would see my cousin Vinny. I don't know. He was so good in Goodfellas. Yeah, he yeah. And then De Niro loses it on the phone booth when he finds out they killed him. He's bashing that phone on the thing. Uh, Steve McQueen, by the way, you ready? He died in 1980. Really? Yeah. 50, wow. He was only 51. He died in 1980 in, uh, here you go, Longoria. He died in Ciudad Juarez, Chihuahua, Mexico. Oh, wow. Right in my backyard. Chihuahua. Is that pronouncing it right? Chihuahua? It's probably Chihuahua. Right. <laughs> Zach's at Woodstock. Zach, welcome to the program. Yeah. Don't forget about Cape Fear with Robert De Niro. For a signature role? No. Uh, I know y'all were talking about De Niro a little while ago, but that was a great one with him in it. But my three signature role would be Tim Curry as Dr. Franken further in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, absolutely. Uh, coolest guy would have to be Sean Penn as Spatoli in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Very good. He was the ultimate coolness in the 70s. Yes, and uh, Low Down Dirty Trick, I'm not sure if y'all remember, in One Crazy Summer when uh, Bobcat Goldwigs and uh, John Cusack take the Ferrari engine and put it in the boat to win the race. <laughs> wow, I like your music, uh, your movie taste, Zach. You and I could hang. That's Those are amazing right there. Lovely call. I like that. All right, we're going to come back with more of your calls. William Hurt will join us on the program. Yes, the William Hurt, legendary actor here on A Movie Monday. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Longoria's playing a movie soundtrack. This gives it away, I think. Uh, but at the end of the show, if you guess the movie soundtrack, you will win two tickets to Paul Simon. I'm giving away our water <laughs> Two tickets to Paul Simon. Not the water pick tonight. Two tickets to Paul Simon. Movie Monday. This is The Mark Aram Show. Um, he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 30 years ago, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Holy smokes, we're getting old. John in Hampton. John, you're on the Mark Aram Show, Movie Monday. What's going on, sir? Hey, how you doing? Excellent. Good to hear your voice again. Oh, yes. It's been a, it's been a minute. This is... Apocalypse now. My man. <laughs> How's things in Hampton, sir? It's raining. Yeah, raining here, too. Kirk Melch's full forecast coming straight ahead. Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I got some folks coming out to plant some sod, and they got to put it off. But anyway. <laughs> Back to the movies. Back to the movies. You know, I, I kind of like Denzel Washington in uh, two movies. The okay. Gangster. American Gangster. And Training Day. Two great movies. What's his? Okay. What's Denzel's signature role, though? I would say Malcolm X's might be uh, Denzel's signature role. Yeah, but I kind of like those other movies. Oh, I know? agree. I like them both. And, 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 well, I got two other movies, you know. Okay. You know, I got to nominate my Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and then I got uh, Robert De Niro, Live and Die in America. Oh, the, the old gangster flick. Yes. Yeah, that was a good one. That James Caan was it? Not James Caan. Yes. Um, 
who's the guy? He's a, he's a conservative guy, actor, Chuck. Um, Don't get me to lie. <laughs> Chuck knows. He They named a high school after him in, uh, in Family oh, Guy. Um, oh, Lord. What's his name? James Woods. James, James Woods. Wood. Yeah, 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 James Woods. Wood. Yeah, 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 he yeah. was he was awesome in that. Uh, that that's a super long movie. If you got four and a half hours to kill, watch that. Uh, it's a gangster film, uh, turn of the century, good stuff. Don's in Mayretta. Don, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. I love your show, Don. Thank you, Don. Uh, Coolest guy in the movie has got to be Paul. And Cool Hand Luke, uh, uh, Don Dorff and the Sting with Robert Redford, and then Fast Eddie Bell with Tom Cruise and Color Man. Just one of the coolest guys in the movie. Rest in peace. Uh, I love that dude. And uh, uh, Dirty Trick, I- I'm going with the funny ones. I, I kind of like Revenge of the Nerds with Liquid Heat Dot Trump. That was just that was just funny to see. And uh, Signature Roll, I'm going with another funny one. Uh, Randy Quaid does Eddie. I mean, he well, always <laughs> does Eddie. I mean, he did. He was in Independence Day. He still looks like Cousin Eddie. He's all yeah. He will always be Cousin Eddie. That's why it was so weird. Um, and you might not admit this or not if you ever saw Brokeback Mountain. Do you ever see Cousin Eddie in Brokeback Mountain as the uh, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even know, know he was, he was in, in it. it. No, yeah, he I've was the the boss of the sheep herders. Really? <laughs> and you're like, what's Cousin Eddie doing? <laughs> being all homophobic. Trying to make some money. Why is why is Cousin Eddie being all homophobic here? That is a signature role, a great signature role. That guy's gone off the reservation by the way. Randy Quaid. Oh, he's oh. insane. Oh, him some and his, his wife, YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah, that dude is wow. beyond bananas. Speaking of bananas, Mark Elwine hasn't had a piece of fruit in nine years. He's going to give you news, weather, and traffic coming up next. Then your calls, Craig, Raymond, Maxine, and Derek, and you, if you call now. 404-872-0750. And William Hurt joins us next. It's Movie Monday on The Mark Aram Show. WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there's Better severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. Why are you here? Drugs. I don't know why I'm here. Why don't you go home? Why don't you put your thumb up your butt? talking about the 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one of the great hits of the 80s. Our next guest right now was in not only just two of the best movies of the 80s, but two of the best movies ever, Broadcast News and The Big Chill. He is now on Esquire's Beowulf. He is Mr. William Hurt. An honor and a privilege, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, we, we've been discussing the impact that uh, the 80s movies have had on on my generation. I'm 42 years old, grew up watching, uh, obviously was a big fan of Ferris Bueller's, but uh, you had two just amazing films I mentioned, Broadcast News and, and The Big Chill. Uh, do you ever go back and, and, and watch those uh, great film masterpieces? I dream about them. <laughs> <laughs> in, in what way? I think about, I think about, I mean, I always thought deeply about, uh, about my work. You were about six years old when I made my first movie. Nice. Um, you were born in 73, is that right? Correct, yes. And so, so 
1979 was Altered States, and that was written by Patty Chayefsky, who was, um, talk about a legend, he wrote Hospital, he wrote um, some of the greatest, he wrote Marty, he wrote the true classics of the crossover from early television into feature format filmmaking. And we shot Altered States in, with one camera. We didn't have two cameras, we didn't have... We shot for seven months on that. Um, so you you were six years old when I was when I was busting my hump <laughs> um, <laughs> in my very first film, and it's been quite a ride. Yes, I do go back, and I do think about it a lot. Well, it's, it's interesting because I'm I'm also on on television. So anyone in the TV business is, is you know, one of their favorite movies of all time is broadcast news. I can only imagine after that movie came out all the way to this day, you've got people in television telling you how right on that movie was. It was de- amazing. I was actually trapped with a couple of, of the anchors in an airplane uh, coming back from um, France. And we were sitting in different compartments, and they sent someone to me. These were, these were big, I'm not going to mention their names, but they were very important anchors for major networks, and they issued me an invitation to come back and have a chat with them <laughs> in their, in their, um, at, at their seats. So I did, and I was very frightened that they were going to punch me out because I had basically used both of them as prototypes for building the character. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, it was in, let's see, that was 87. Yeah, I, I mean, and it really, it really, anyone that's worked in TV knows your character. They know the Albert Brooks character. They know the producer character, uh, the news, uh, TV news president. I mean, those those characters are still true to life in 2016. We still have those people. And also, there's Trump, you know, you know hammering his, his, his opponent for being a flop sweater. And, um, Oh yeah, Albert Brooks, the classic scene with the with the shirt change, just unbelievable. Uh, real quick before we talk about Beowulf, uh, the Big Chill, uh, legendary movie. I have one question. I don't know if you've ever been asked this, but I fell in love with the house that you guys filmed that movie in. Where was that house, and can I buy it? Beaufort, uh, South Carolina. Really? So not too far uh, from Atlanta. Okay. I think it's South Carolina. I get mixed in South and North. I think it was South Carolina. Beaufort, B-E-A-U-F-O-R-T. Excellent. All right. I'm going to go search and, the uh, uh, internet is, for it. As far as I understand, still there. Um, and it was a magnificent house. It was right on the edge of an estuary. And in that estuary, at, at the tides, as the tide came in, the um, dolphins would come in with the tide, and they would um, nose into the mud shallows for mussels that were dug into the mud, and their tails would stick out of the water, and we would laugh and watch them from that dock that's featured in the film. Just an amazing setting, amazing house, an amazing movie. All right, tell us about Beowulf. Beowulf, a book I remember reading in school, but I don't remember much about it. Tell us about this miniseries. A few years ago, Seamus Heaney, um, you know, won worldwide accolades for his poetic uh, re-interpretation uh, of it. It's the oldest epic poem in sort of what you might call the Western civilized idiom. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing piece of, of, of work. And if you go into it and delve into the original, 
you go into kind of a state of, um, of, of amazed shock that they were so visionary, so expressive in such a ruthlessly difficult world. And you play you play the king in this, correct? I play Beowulf's um, genetic father. Um, I play his um, his dad in in dreams, actually. Have Have you ever played uh, royalty before? Um. Well, in the theater, I played a lot. I mean, Richard the Second and um, Hamlet and a whole bunch of stuff. I have not, it's funny, because in film, you know, it's harder to actually, it's, 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 I mean, it's a little harder in movies to get them to to give you, to jump, to, to jump stereotype ships. Mm-hmm. So once, once, once they, once you get famous in something in, in film, they kind of tend to steer you in that direction if they can profit from it. So you have to fight back. And you fight back by challenging different kinds of characters. I was, you know, for instance, in the case of the Spider Woman, I'm, I'm playing a gay window dresser. <laughs> and, and then in History of Violence, I'm playing, you know, Richie. So they're very, very different. But you have, you know, the people who offer you those roles have to take a risk when they do that. They have to have a feeling, a hunch that you can, you can shift, you can shape shift um, from different socioeconomic characters. And, uh, yeah, I played nobility, um, mostly in the theater, but once it's harder to actually find roles for Americans that are nobles. Um, I think Molly's doing it in that series for TV. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not, it, Americans don't tend to play royalty. I, I think one of the most regal characters I remember uh, you playing, and definitely wasn't uh, legitimate royalty, but uh, your character in Smoke, uh, yeah. that was, I, I liked that guy. What was it, Schimmel Penix? Is that what he was smoking, those little cigars? That's exactly right, and Paul Oster was the one who insisted I smoked those particular roots. Yeah. Well, as, as I used to work in a cigar store, so I was familiar with those little cigarellos. Yeah, the bar. Well, yeah, yeah, Schimmel Penix, that's what, that's what they were, and they were delicious. You <laughs> know, I stopped smoking long before. <laughs> Excellent. Mr. Hurt, this has been an honor. We are all huge fans of yours. Best of luck with Beowulf, and uh, thanks for taking the time to join us. Thank you very, very much. There he is, William Hurt, legendary actor. I was giddy interviewing him this morning. He was, yeah, it sounded like He it. was asleep. He called it 9 a.m., which was 6 a.m. in Oregon where he was. That's impressive. As we head toward the yeah. SEC. Hey, we're heading to the SEC I'm primaries, sorry. Longoria. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go, William Hurt. All right, back to the phones, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Raymond's in Covington. Raymond, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, buddy, I'm going to go with John Travolta and Nicholas Cage in Face-Off. Would that count? As a low-down, dirty switch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. All right, here's a good one. I'll ask all of you guys. John Travolta's signature movie role. What's his signature movie role, John Travolta? Not Vinny, is it? <laughs> it's got to be that. Yeah, it has to be Grease. No? I guess. I don't know. I'm asking. What's the, what's this dancing one that he did? Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Yes, I, I, uh, I'd say that one. I would say Grease. Someone on Twitter said uh, Pulp Fiction is his signature well, role. Well, that would be uh, for the young, you like, yeah. Maybe 15 when that came out. What do you think, Raymond? Signature role for uh, Vinny Barbarino. He's a lot of them. He's got a, he's, I always liked him as a, uh, a dirty guy. 
Yeah, I like I like him as a dirty guy as well. Laura's in Tennessee. Laura, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, I've got a signature role, which is Mel Gibson and Braveheart. Uh trying to poke a hole in that argument. It'd be tough. Mad Max might be the only other thing. The lethal weapon guy. The lethal weapon. Yeah, lethal weapon. That could be it. Which takes me to number two, which is Bruce Willis as John McClane as the coolest guy ever. He was pretty damn cool. He <laughs> he was pretty damn cool. I had not. I have not seen the latest Die Hard. Have you guys seen that? Yes, he's also just as cool in that one. Is he still as cool? That the original one was was he was barefooted running over glass. Oh yeah, I didn't know there was a new one. Yeah, there's a newer one. Uh, Maxine's in Atlanta. Maxine, welcome to the show. Hey, I've got three. Um, one is Mel Gibson in The Year of Living Dangerously with Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Num- number two is Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, the- he was so cool in hey, that. He was ultra cool. Yeah. And then, this is one of my favorite films, creepy as it is, um, The Usual Suspects with Kevin Spacey. That was just an unbelievable mind trip. It, it was. I watched that again about a week ago. Yeah. I could and watch then, that any time. I also love um, Lauren Bacall in The Have and, To Have and Have Not. That's never, an old, old movie from that. the 40s. I love Lauren Bacall, but I have not seen that movie. That's a good one. Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop. No one out. You have to be cool to pull off driving a 1972 Ford Pinto in yeah. Beverly Hills, <laughs> California, like he did. He was so cool in that. Jeez, that's a great call. Derek's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, D. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you, sir? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I, you're going to tell me on this one. I don't think it's a signature role, but I'm not even sure that uh, I don't know any other major roles he played. But Jim Cavistel in uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. Jim Caviezel. Yeah, yeah Caviezel. Yeah, I pronounce it wrong. I, would, I, I love that movie. I would venture to say his signature. Didn't he play Jesus in uh, Passion of the Christ? I think so. Yeah, Jim Caviezel. That's where yeah. They, okay, yeah, that was pretty... I still love him in The Count of Monte Cristo, though. Oh, it's, that it's, movie it's, is... Oh, Guy Pierce. Now, that's a low-down, dirty thing, what yeah. Guy Pierce does. Yeah. Yeah, Locks him in jail, is. marries his smoking hot fiance. Oh, she was... That yeah. girl was... What? I gotta... Now I'm, yeah, now I'm on a mission to find out at. where she... We're gonna get her on the show. Oh. Gosh, I loved her. Yeah, that was amazing. I just love the whole plot and everything for that movie. It just really... Uh, just everything about it was great. Yeah, that, that fits everything. Because the... The Count was was cool as as could be once he became the Count. And that was a low-down, dirty trick that uh, Guy Pierce played on him. Michael's in Dawsonville. Michael, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Thank you. Uh, the hardest uh, scene I ever saw was the murder of Tom Wilkinson's character in Michael Clayton. Oh, yes. It was made to look like a suicide. They broke into and- his house. Yeah. His apartment in New York City. Well, and- they knocked on the door, and he answered very innocently. Correct. And, uh, and then they so didn't cold. they shoot something in him like they gave him a shot of something. Yeah, well, yeah, between his toes. Then he put his shoes back on, and they dragged him into the bathroom. The, yeah, and they were so cold. It was like they were changing a tire on a car. They were taking a human life, and it meant nothing to them. They were professionals. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the coolest guy in signature role, uh, Clint Eastwood as Detective Harry Callahan. Uh, are you Harry. feeling lucky, punk? I, I still think the coolest character, and, and people are going to call me crazy, the coolest character that Clint Eastwood ever played, Philo Beto, Any Which Way But Loose. Bare, oh, shoot. I didn't. I got to rent that one. Bare-knuckled brawler, orangutan as a pet, 
and a blonde country singing girlfriend. What more do you want out of coolness? Final chance to guess the movie soundtrack, 404-872-0750. That smoking hot brunette in uh, Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. Dagmara Dominicic from Poland. She is married with two kids. That was her signature role. I'm, I can't recognize <laughs> I can't recognize anything she's ever been in. All right, one segment to go. we got to be quick. Movie Monday, 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, hey, what if you need a favor someday from Ferris Bueller? Then where will you be, huh? You heartless wench. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Uh, forgot about that uh, scene. All right, 10 seconds or less, please, so we can get everyone on. Ed, you're on uh, Movie Monday, the Mark Aram Show. Okay, 10 seconds. Coolest movie, uh, Tom Cruise and Risky Business. Um, good double cross. Um, uh, Vigo Moore. Uh, Michael Douglas and Vito Mortensen in a Oh, oh that, oh, that movie was so bad. Uh, so good, but bad. Uh, Sarah's in Athens. Sarah, 10 seconds, my dear. Hi. Um, Harrison Ford for both Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Um, dirtiest trick would be The Usual Suspects, who was mm-hmm. Kaiser Sose. And I have a guest for the movie soundtrack. Okay. The Departed. Is it The Departed? It is. All Departed. right. Sarah, you've won. What did she win? Two tickets to Paul Simon? Low T? Uh, yeah. Two tickets to Paul Simon at the Fox Theater. Awesome. You are you allowed. You are allowed to take me as a date, by the way. That is uh, part of the... <laughs> that's part of the... <laughs> hang on the line. Low T's going to get some info from you. Chuck, give me a line, uh, number uh, person name on line eight. I'm sorry. John the bartender. John the bartender. Real quick, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, how about Patrick Swayze's signature role in Point Break? Roadhouse. Roadhouse signature yeah. role. Yeah, Road- Roadhouse. Ghost. Ghost. Carl's in Canton. Carl, real quick, buddy. Hey, man. Signature role. Jack Nicholson, The Shining. The Shining, absolutely. Marco Lilburn. We need more lemon plates. Real quick, Marco. Hey, guys. Yeah, I've always liked uh, Steven Seagal and his movies, Above the Law. He just Bloodsport, right? Oh, no, that was uh, Van Damme. Van Damme's signature role, Bloodsport. Bill and Buckhead. Bill, 10 seconds, buddy. Somebody mentioned McQueen earlier. I would throw in Bullet and the Thomas Crown Affair. Thomas Crown Affair, the original. Thanks, buddy. Timothy, someone guessed the movie before you, buddy. You had it right also. Oh, man, yeah, The Departed, man. You win a set of steak knives. Uh, Sarah's in Athens. No steak knives, really. That's a joke. Sarah, you got 10 seconds, buddy. Do you not pay attention? Sarah won the tickets. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's do start of the show then. <laughs> Obviously, he's not winning. It. I'm just rapid firing. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Buford was uh, entered the night as front runner for giving me a sleeve of Thin Mints in the traffic center. Just a sleeve? He didn't give you a whole box? I don't, I don't know about I, I wouldn't turn down one Thin Mint. A sleeve was plenty. Uh, but Longoria did a lot of work today, so we'll give Longoria the uh, nice. start of the show. I already gave it to Andrew anyway. Oh, did you? <laughs> nice. Look at the low T just pulling yeah. rank on me. Yeah. You Look need me, me on that wall. Look at me up. All right, so tomorrow what are we doing? Regular show. Regular show tomorrow? Yeah. Yes. Wednesday, everything gets weird. Wednesday. Yeah, right. Wednesday. Regular show tomorrow. Johnny Kill. Oh, I know what I'm bringing in tomorrow. Hot dogs and Burger King. Oh, okay. So awesome. don't fill up. Don't fill up. Don't fill up. Okay. Right. I'm bringing in Hot Dog okay. to Burger King. All right. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. Thanks to actor William Hurt for joining us. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby.
Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.